Welcome to the Extension Connection Podcast. The Grant County Cooperative Extension Service is here to help connect you with research-based information about economic development, energy and water, farm and ranch, yard and garden, natural resources, health and well-being, and our very popular youth development program, 4-H. I'm your host, Jessica Swan the 4-H and agriculture agent here in Grant County, New Mexico. We are part of New Mexico State University's College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Science, and we are here to serve you. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Extension Connection podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Eduardo Servin. I'm going to mess that up several times, I'm sure. He is the master gardener manager for the entire state of New Mexico. So welcome to the podcast, Mr. Cedarbeen. I guess let's get started with a little bit of background about you, where you're from, education, anything you want to share with us. Well, I'm, uh, I'm from El Paso, Texas, and I actually currently still live there and, and commute to uh, NMSU, which is where I work out of. Did my undergrad at Oregon State, uh, did a master's in San Diego, and finished up my PhD in NMSU in educational administration. How long have you been the Master Gardener Manager? Not very long. I started in May of this year. May. All right. So you're a newbie. I'm a newbie. I'm All learning. Right. I'm learning. Right. So how did you get into being the Master Gardener Manager? Well, certainly I had to apply for the position, but prior <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> prior to that, uh, I actually went through the program myself, but I did it in El Paso. So I came out of the Texas A&M system. And so uh, that's what was uh, interesting to me. And that's why I applied for the position. So you're a Master Gardener yourself. Yes, ma'am. That's in the state of Texas? Yes. Okay, is their Master Gardener program similar to the New Mexico Master they're, Gardener they're program? All, they're all pretty similar. Uh, I believe all 50 states now currently have Master Gardener programs, and uh, they're typically run out of whatever Aggie school, the agricultural school of the state. Obviously, in New Mexico, it would be New Mexico State. In Texas, it's it's A&M, uh, you know, Arizona, it's U of A, Colorado, Colorado State, and on and on and on. So most of the programs are similar in the way they're structured and in the uh, requirements um, that they ask of the interns. Those are the people that first sign up to, to become a master gardener. So they're all pretty similar. Oh, okay. Is gardening an interest of yours personally? Yeah, yes, it is. And, and of course, it would be of anybody that goes through the master gardener program. That's obviously a big interest. There's different areas that might interest different people. With me, it was tomatoes and vegetables is the reason why I wanted to learn more about it. And so, uh, so yes, it, it is an interest of mine. Uh, I am by no means an expert, uh, but, you know, people usually get into this to, to learn more about gardening and, and it's a service also to the community. Let's hear a little bit about the Master Gardener program in New Mexico as a whole. Yeah. Uh, how many different counties have Master Gardener programs? Yeah. Well, uh, New Mexico State in New Mex the state of New Mexico, as you know, has 33 counties. They don't all have master gardener programs, and of course, that's something that, that I was probably hired to to do is to increase the 
the coverage and in, in, in chapters, if you will, in, of all the master gardener programs in the state of New Mexico. Most of them are going to be located in, as a, a county agent from Lee County, aptly told me, in the Rio Grande Corridor. So where all the population centers are at. So, you know, down in Las Cruces, all the way up north to, you know, Los Alamos. And so uh, that's typically the area where they're focused at. And, you know, we, you know, we need to work harder in, in offering uh, these programs outside of that Rio Grande corridor. So we're talking about, as I said, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, which is Bernalillo County, Valencia County, uh, which is Los Lunas. And then we have uh, Sandoval uh, County, which is the town of Bernalillo. And then we hit up to uh, the Santa Fe area, you know, Los Alamos, Taos, San Miguel, which is Las Vegas, uh, Raton, which is Colfax County. Pretty much those are the, that's the location of the current existing chapters. And we're obviously here in Grant County trying to see if we can get something going to Silver City. Uh, and I'll be going shortly to uh, the reservation up in Gallup, Kinley County, and Cibola, see if uh, we can get something going uh, in those places. Very good. So what are your goals, your vision? Because you're brand new. You're, you're getting to kind of fix things, start things, all that kind of stuff. What's your goals and vision? Well, uh, the short-term goals uh, certainly is to uh, continue to support the programs that are existing you know and and the big programs continue to support those big programs what are the big programs uh, obviously they're going to be albuquerque sandoval which i said is bernalillo and santa fe is one of our big ones along with taos and, and los alamos that's the short term to continue to support their uh, those and a little bit more midterm goal is to expand programs as i said maybe to silver city and and gallup and uh, you know other other uh, areas, maybe on the outside of the Rio Grande corridor. I know here personally here in Grant County, we've had a master gardener program in the past. I kind of went away, um, and so we're we're trying to figure out here if we can bring it back. If there is an actual true interest in being a master gardener, you know, with the understanding of what being a master gardener is. So that leads me to my next question. What do people get from being a master guard? Why do it? Well, initially, obviously, it would be people that are interested in, in learning more about gardening because they like it. You know, once they know more about the program, and of course, that's kind of why I'm here to tell people that the way this program's initiated, and a lot of people already know the story, was in the 70s in, in uh, Seattle. Uh, in King County and in, in Pierce County where there was a county agent over there that was being overwhelmed by questions from people about gardening. And so uh, he kind of came up with this idea to kind of deputize people. And so what, what does that mean? And so what it means is somebody who's interested in gardening would learn more about it. Uh, how would they learn more? Participating in some classroom classes given by people that are specialists out of New Mexico State University in different content areas such as soil, such as botany, plant pathology, you know, bugs, entomology, and vegetables and all that kind of stuff. So we, you get experts coming in uh, to give you classes. You learn more about this and the return is going to be a service commitment on behalf of the master gardener to help out the county agent in any community activities that are somehow related to what the county agent does or, you know, um, ag uh, and gardening type of issues 
and and so that's the the give and take if you will so the master gardener receives a classroom knowledge about gardening and then payback is service hours that they will give back to their community and so that's kind of what the program would give back to somebody that's interested in gardening and the service hours they're they're now able to do those online they can submit those online they right. can submit. That's something that we're just uh, initiating right now. We haven't had that. And this is just, as it's called in the field, best practices, right? So uh, the California system, which is the golden standard of master gardening, came up with this volunteer hours where you can go and log on and whatnot. All these other programs in other states of the United States have followed suit. And so we're trying to do something similar that wouldn't be so expensive in in NMSU and create this page to be able to allow these master gardener interns to log on and submit their hours that way, as opposed to doing it like they were in the past, which was paper and it was just uh, too complicated to keep track of that. Mm -hmm. I have to add also, I can completely understand the overwhelming part of this and why master gardeners are so needed especially here for me personally i would really like to see this program come back because i do need the help i do get a lot of questions especially in the summer about you know my plants are dying i don't know why i have an insect i don't know what it is you know what can i you know some ipm integrated pest management questions over how do i control this specific insect all those types of things And nine times out of 10, I'm getting asked the same question over and over again. And it's very time consuming being a double agent. So, you know, I have 4-H responsibilities. I also have ag responsibilities, but it'd be great to be able to delegate that out. Um, So the Master Gardener program is, it's very vital and needed. I think in every county, I can't see any agent saying, no, they don't want the help. Um, It's just a great, great program. After you become a master gardener, how do you keep your master gardener status? Well, it's like uh, a lot of uh, professions that require continuing education hours. So the CE hours would, uh, you know, uh, that are available to each chapter, depending on where you're at, they might vary a little bit. And maybe in the future, we'll be able to offer, uh, you know, options online so people won't have to travel. But there is a, a, a... a CE commitment that they have to continue to do and it varies to be honest uh, you know from chapter to chapter Uh, it can be about 20 hours every year to be able to continue having your certification current okay and can they lose that title yeah certainly a master gardener uh, you know uh, once you become a master gardener and go through the program and you have to be current as I mentioned with the CE hours uh, and obviously, if you lose that, uh, then you know you're you don't become current. You lose you lose your certification. You know, there's also other ways to lose your certification. You know, any type of violation of the we do have a code of conduct because we fall under the umbrella of of NMSU that you know uh, has all these expectations on how people should behave. And you know, there's this thing about you can't actually. Um, take advantage of that certification commercially so this is something we're also thinking about doing or offering certain type of uh, classes to landscapers but that would be a little different than you know what it is right now which is kind of a service component 
So if somebody tries to do that and advertise themselves, you know, certainly that uh, could jeopardize their certification. But yeah, they have to be current with CE hours and, and, and follow certain rules. Mm -hmm. And those CEUs are typically offered through the extension office too, um, the, the, or the entire state. You can get those CEUs in a lot of different places. So that's the good part about that. It's not exactly difficult to keep up with that. Cost. What does it cost to be a master gardener? Now, uh, the cost in some places, it varies because people can charge a lot more than what is required. I believe uh, the bylaws require that we, uh, the matrix at NMSU, receive $100 per person. And that's typically to defray the cost of travel of the specialists that are going to be you know, traveling from uh, NMSU, going all around the state. These specialists, of course, are the ones that are going to teach the classes, and you know they're they're doctors and soil, you know, soil science and, and, and you know horticulture and, and entomology and all this, and so that hundred dollars really goes to travel expenses, and so some chapters might charge two hundred dollars, you know, and keep a hundred out of that. Uh, some charge a little bit less, maybe because of the community and the demographics where they're at. And maybe they think that maybe uh, their community won't absorb a $200 a fee. So it can vary, you know, and, uh, and obviously in places up north, Santa Fe and Albuquerque, uh, that's kind of the amount that they charge is about $200. Okay, very good. And um, if anybody has any questions about the Master Gardener program, how can they get a hold of you? Well, uh, they can email me at servin at nmsu.edu. That's uh, my email, servin at nmsu.edu. And they can call me. I am on the main campus uh, at 575-646-2771. And uh, so they can call NMSU, and, and that's where my, uh, my office is at. But I, I typically try to get, a, get around uh, throughout the state, but that's my email and my phone number. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. A lot of great information was shared. I'd also like to mention that if anybody out there listening is interested in becoming a master gardener, they can also contact me. You can email our office at grant at nmsu.edu. You can also call our office at 575-388-1559. And that information is also repeated at the end of this podcast. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast. Want more information? You can visit us at our website, grantextension.nmsu.edu. Follow us on Facebook at NMSU Grant County CES. Snapchat at Grant County NM4H. Shoot us an email at grant at nmsu.edu or give us a call 575-388-1559. New Mexico State University is an equal opportunity, affirmative action employer and educator, NMSU and the U.S. Department of Agriculture Cooperating. 